going on, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, we are in the building with Wrestling With My Thoughts. Thank you guys for joining us. It is another week of wrestling, another week of wrestling news, and we've got a good finish today. The one with the dusty finish. Waiting on uh, my cohorts in crime, Mr. Brandon and Kurt. Hope everybody has had a great week. Sort of a, a flat uh, intro to the show, and I apologize for that. Thank you, Kurt, because I am failing miserably over here introducing the show. I don't know why, but it's just flat. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, that's right. It is afternoon. Hell, I'm still thinking it's a morning recording. I don't know what I'm thinking. Two o'clock, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, so how's your week been, man? It's been good. It's been real good. Cool, cool. Mine's been good as well. Can't complain. Um, didn't go quite as fast as I wanted it to, but that's okay because next week is a short week for me. Um, I got a couple of doctor appointments I got to do on Tuesday, so uh, got the day off on Tuesday to take care of all that stuff. So. Yeah, the only drawback is my um, my wife been sick this week and she's sleep right now. She had to work last night, but she's not feeling good at all. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. We're waiting on Brandon here. Um, did you have a chance to to watch wrestling this week, all the shows this week? I should say. I did. Okay, yes, sir. Um, yes, I fell asleep on Raw. Went back and watched it. Um, and I watched all of AEW, and I went back and watched uh, SmackDown a little earlier this morning. What's going on, Brandon? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm hoping that I don't have an upper respiratory infection right now. But other than that, I'm doing well. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's not a good way to start the weekend, bro. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun at all. Because I'm about to say, if I sound funny, that's why. I'm just hoping that um, it might be something with the air in my apartment right now, just the air outside and the pollen and everything. Yeah. Because it's never taken me this long to get over, like, allergies and stuff like that. So okay. it's never taken me this long. So we'll see. Well, I am. Other than that, I'm fine. That. Um, other than that, how is your week going? <sighs> <laughs> that bad, huh? I'm still, I'm still alive. Hey, man, I'm <laughs> still alive. <laughs> how many more days you got before school is up? <laughs> oh boy, we got seven weeks. Oh, oh. Okay. so we're getting ready to. Um, we're in testing season now, so we have like. Another, we have this week, this is just regular instruction, and then we are testing for like the next two weeks. Okay. And then after that, it's off to the races. We getting ready to, um, we, we get it home all the way to the end of May. So, all right. We all almost right. there. Almost there. Almost at the finish line, man. Hang in almost. There. Almost. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Man, I was talking to, uh, to Kurt before you got on, man. I, I fell flat on my face with the intro to the show. Um, I don't know what happened. My mind just blanked on everything, and I feel flat on my face. Uh, oh, wow. And interesting. Not literally, of course. I mean, uh, just trying to in- introduce the show, it was it was just yeah. a fucked up intro. So, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I've, I've, I've been in situations in the classroom where I just literally forgot everything I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, okay, and I just had to improvise, and, you know. It, I've, I've been there several times. I've been there. Cool. Well, we got a little bit to talk about this week. Um, folks are going to be reviewing uh, this past Monday's uh, WWE Raw. 
uh, this past Wednesday, uh, Dynamite, and this past, or yesterday's, uh, SmackDown. Uh, we're also going to be reviewing the A&E biography that was done on Dusty Rhodes. Um, we're going to re- uh, try to finish out the show with that. And in between all of that, we're going to give you some updates on uh, wrestler, uh, wrestler, wrestling ratings and some wrestling news. There's a little bit to talk about. Um, wrestling news this past week has been kind of quiet, except for one uh, one bit of news that is, is a little bit interesting to me. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, yesterday in the pregame and I uh, can't wait to dig into that and get you guys get your thoughts and hopefully with people joining us get their thoughts as well so um, without any further ado let's go ahead and get started with the review of uh, Monday Night Raw from April 10th 2023 uh, it was live from the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle Washington and um Started out with, uh, excuse me, with Ray Mysterio in the ring, cutting the promos, interrupted by Dominic, and um, led, which ended up leading to yet more Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. Um, in this case, he was fighting Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor comes out with the win uh, in this one. So let me ask you two something. Um, are are y'all just as tired of Ray versus the Judgment Day in one shape, form, or fashion or another as I am? Yeah, I'm, I've been over. I've been over. <laughs> what about I, you, Brandon? I've never cared for it, so I just never sat down and watched it enough to where it'll just make me mad. I guess. Damn, I mean it's it's week after week, and look. All due respect to to Ray Mysterio, I, I mean it's the same thing week after week. How many more uh, variations of this matchup do we have to watch before it's finally dead? Well, see the the, the bad part about it and the scary thing is I think they're now trying to do this LWO against the Judgment Day, which is going to be even worse than what we are already saying. I don't I'm disagree just with that. all this shit, man. I'm just I'm done with all. Of it. I, I don't disagree. I think that the idea of even bringing back the, the LWO is, especially with those guys, those guys have, as far as I know, no connection to the original LWO. And it's, I mean, it's just nostalgia well, for the sake of nostalgia. I about to say, it is nostalgia, but the fans are really starting to get, with the WWE fans, they're starting to get behind it. So, <laughs> I was watching SmackDown last night and I saw the reception that they got. So, you know, hey, the fans, are, you know, some of the fans are digging it. So as long as the fans dig it, I think they're going to go with it. I do too, but it, for whatever reason, I I never got into that group at all. And then once they put the LWO gimmick on them, it really it, it didn't make me want to see them anymore. So I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, it just. I mean, because at least with the original, you, you had the greats, you know, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had Psychosis, um, you had Hoovy, you had all those guys, and at least... Yo, Dandy, Silver King, yeah, and all of them. At least oh, yeah. those guys, you you didn't mind watching wrestle in the ring. These guys, they already got on our nerves <laughs> before they got the gimmick. Absolutely. Um, I just think that, I just, I think the way they put those, uh, the way that they came in, the way they kind of booked them or whatever it is, what kind of turned us off. Cause I think they all have talent. 
but it's just the way that they were booked is kind of what turned a lot of us off. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, um, it's a lot of stuff that's coming about, that's coming out, like about nostalgia in our generation, millennial generation and nostalgia and people really love nostalgia. So they, you know, they, they, that LW, whether y'all like it or not, the LW thing, the LWO thing is getting over with the fans. And what they did on Facebook, not Facebook, what they did on SmackDown last night, they put the Puerto Rican colors on there. I thought that was pretty cool, but you know, hey, I mean, all right. do your thing. So, uh, after that, you see a, a backstage angle with, uh, Chad Gable and Otis and the, the, Max, Maxim, Modelinate, whoever, whatever they are. I've never got a whole feeling for that at all. But as they're talking, you hear some screaming, and it shows, uh, ends up that um, Lita has been attacked backstage, and there's a, a, a interaction between her, Becky Lynch, uh, Trish Stratus, and then they're accusing uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez of attacking her. And then um, after that, we find out that uh, Lita is in a this is a, this is a telltale sign that Vince McMahon's had Vince McMahon has his hands on this. Lita is in a medical facility, um, not a hospital, but a medical facility, um, <laughs> and has her suspicion. Uh, Becky says she has her suspicions. Who did it? Um, that ends up with Trish. Um, Asking or or volunteering to take Lita's place in the match tonight, which I didn't know that uh, without any official announcement that the wrestlers had the ability to do that themselves. But apparently we're working with Freebird rules here. So the next match is WWE Women's Tag Team title. Uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus as the champions versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, the victors in this one and your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, the match itself was all right. I didn't think it was horrible. Um, but the, I guess the story, if you will, coming out of this is Trish turning on Becky Lynch and I guess Lita as well. Um what did you guys think about this match, Kurt? What what was your opinions on this match and in the aftermath? I thought it was terrible, and I don't like the. I don't know what's going on with how they're doing the women right now in WWE, but it's it's not good, and it's like they're going off direction and not pushing them the way they should. I have no issue with Liv Morgan and um. Rodriguez getting the titles because I thought they would do it sooner or later. But the way they're doing this storyline with them, it makes zero sense at all. None. And to have Trish come back and then turn on, because I don't want to see Trish and Becky Lynch wrestle each other at all. Not one bit. Not one bit. So this is just, this sucks to me. Yeah, I think I think their, their uh, styles clash. Um, so I don't know what kind of match it would be. But like you, I'm I'm not necessarily interested in seeing that match. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the match and then the fallout between uh, Becky and Trish? Uh, I thought the match was what it was. And like Kurt, <clears throat> excuse me, like Kurt, I felt, I was, you know, they were going to put that, they were going to put the titles on Rodriguez and um, 
uh, Liv Morgan eventually. And I guess whenever uh, Ronda Rousey gets healed up from the injury that she has, that's why everything went down the way it did. Whenever she gets healed up and her and Shayna Baszler are able to go after the titles, then they're going to go after the titles. But um, I guess it's nice to see Trish Stratus turn heel. I just want to see which way it's going to go. I haven't seen Trish. I really have not watched Trish Stratus in the ring wrestle like that for what? It's been, what, 20 years, 15 years now? Something like that. And so I can't, like, see here, I can't say that their styles are going to clash because I haven't seen anything yet. And so whenever they have that, you know, whenever they have their match, which is going to probably be sooner than later, then I can probably cast more of a judgment, you know, then. Um, as far as that thing with Lita goes, I guess that was her way of getting written off for whatever reason. And that's the direction that they decided to take. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that might surprise me or not, but it's not one of those things where I'm just like, just, I'm just going to say it's just going to be terrible just off the rip. Cause I don't know yet. I haven't seen Trish Stratus. I really have not watched Trish Stratus in the ring in 15 years. So besides doing a little couple of Royal Rumbles that she did. So I don't know. We'll see. Let me ask y'all this. Um, do you think the fact that Lita and Trish came back, um, John Cena came back and, uh, the, the recently announced merger, do you think that, that Vince or somebody, brought those names uh, from from the past back as a way to kind of not necessarily help the merger, but make it look good or, or whatever? No. No? Okay. No. I think that's something, that's something that WWE does all the time. When they got to that point where a lot of their classic superstars, you know, make sporadic appearances, it's something that they always do. Well, I know that. I'm just saying. And, and, but but those those names right now in this day and time, they don't move the needle. No way. No, they don't. They don't move the needle. But no, 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 no. John Cena might. But the other two, like Lita and Trish Daddish, they don't move but, the needle. But, but not like you would in the past. It's okay. No. To, like we see him like, hey, John, good to see you. But it ain't like I'm dying to see John Cena come back. So no. Right. No. no they, don't, they don't move. No, no. They don't move the needle like they. Out of all of them, the only one that will move the needle like that is John Cena. That's been proven. Because that's everybody knows John Cena. Even the little 12-year-olds I teach, they know John Cena. So, But other than that, the rest of them, they don't really know them like that. So nobody really care. I don't want to say nobody really care. We you know, we have grown up watching them, but the younger generation they don't really care. They don't know who they are. So, And then after the match, we get, we get three consecutive backstage segments. Um, Paul Heyman, talking about uh, Kevin Owens will be there by himself tonight because Sammy and Matt Riddle had flight delays. Um, then you had Trish being approached and asked why she turned on Becky Lynch, which she ignored and just kept walking. Then we had Bailey talking to Dakota Kai and EO Sky about trying to talk to Adam Pierce uh, and get them a, a tag team championship match, which morphed into uh, talk about who's up next for the women's championship match. And it was just a, just a mess of three consecutive backstage uh, segments. In my opinion, the next match on the show was Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed, which went to a no contest. My opinion, this was a stupid match. It was a horrible match. It was not good. It, it stunk. I don't know how many more words I can use to describe how bad this match was. 
Um, Brandon, did did you have any thoughts about this match at all? How many big man matches have you seen that were actually good? I've seen some. I mean, I mean, it's very few and far in between. So it's one. It's yeah, but when I say terrible, we got what we got. It's just the direction <laughs> they went in with this. I mean, it was it was almost like the finish of the Lesnar Lashley match when you know it ended with a fucking kick to the balls. So I mean, it, where, where it made no sense, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, hey, that's one. Hey, I, I'm sorry. I I I I shrug my shoulders a lot. So <laughs> I just shrug my shoulders a lot. I'm I'm sorry. I don't. It's, it's just, I said, you know what? I'm not even going to apologize for that. I literally just shrugged my shoulders. Like, I'm just like, right, whatever the fuck y'all want to do. All right, fine. Oh, man. Kurt, Kurt, what did you think about this match? I, I didn't think it was that bad, but it, it, did, it had a few spots like, okay, you know, Bobby is stronger than I thought he would be. But, um, I, yeah, I could have did without this. I, and I don't, I see. I understand the reason, or I'm trying to figure out why they're pushing this Bryson Reed guy because he's he's big. But yeah, I could have dealt without this, and I and I hate that <laughs> I, I hate that Andre uh, Giant trophy. That shit is stupid. Yeah. So next up, uh, Cody Rose comes to the ring for a promo or or interview, not an interview segment, but just a segment talking about losing the uh, losing the Roman Reigns. And then shifts his, his attention to Brock Lesnar, um, I guess maybe trying to explain that out-of-nowhere beatdown from, from Lesnar. And Cody challenges him to a match at Backlash. Um, are, are either of you gentlemen really interested in a Cody versus uh, Lesnar match, Kurt? I'm not interested in seeing it, but I do want to see how they lay this out and what's going to be the end result. I will behind. agree with that. Yes. So that I'm not looking forward to seeing a match, but I do want to see how they put the story together to get him back to facing uh, Roman. So yeah. that's the only thing I'm really looking that I'm interested in. Other than that, I don't want to see. <laughs> Brandon, what and about I did, you? And I, and I didn't like the promo that Cody cut. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is right now, but I'm not liking any of his promos at, at the moment. Any of them. I've i liked him up until since he's been back in WWE. I've liked him up until this one. I'm with you. This one wasn't. It just wasn't very good to me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. Um, Brandon, what do you think about the the matchup between Cody and Brock Lesnar? Um, well, let's just see how it goes. I'm with, uh, Kurt pretty much took all the words out of my mouth on that one. <laughs> let's just see how it goes, how they lay it out. Those are two, um, long-time professionals and they could put on a good match. So I don't think the match is going to suck, but I just want to see what direction they're going to go in and how they're going to tie everything together. And that's it. I'm just, I guess it's one of the things I'm just kind of alone for the ride. So I, um, I, I'm not I'm not excited about pretty much any Lesnar match anymore because all of his matches are they exist of or consist rather of just Suplex City. And I understand that's that's the whole idea behind it, but 
I remember one match I counted, he did 15 German suplexes on somebody. And that's all it was. There was no clotheslines, no, no, nothing except German suplexes. And it, to me, that's boring. Now, the fans live may love it. Even the fans watching at home may love it. But I don't want to watch somebody get slung around 15 times. I mean, that's just not yep. That's just not the only time. The only, the only time that was cool was when he did it to John Cena at SummerSlam because nobody saw that coming. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. the only time like it was really cool. Right. Because I was just I remember sitting there like, okay, John Cena gonna come back and he never did. And so that was just that was some that's some that was some interesting shit. But um, I'm with you. I don't want to see 15 German suplexes the entire match. Right. I don't want to see that. I just no. no just give me something else. You know, give me a little something else. <laughs> but once again. You know, we, let's just see how they lay the match out. Yeah. Before I go and cast judgment or whatever, because you know, I don't know. You never know. They bite surprises. You never know. So. Yeah, I was going to add something to that, but I'm I'm not going to add anything to that. <laughs> now, now you got I'm, my interest peaked. No, yeah, I'm, man. No, no, I'm gonna leave it alone. I, I, I agree with both of you. I, I I was gonna say something, but I'm like, nah. They pretty much nailed it on the head. So okay. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna right. leave it alone. <laughs> Um, next up were the Usos versus the Alpha Academy. Um, winners end up being the Usos, which we kind of kind of seen coming. Um, I don't know what to say about Alpha Academy, man. All they are is comedy fodder right now, and that's unfortunate because both of those two men can go, especially Chad Gable. Um, so I, I don't I understand building up the Usos. Um I don't know that you want to beat your your premier tag team on national TV right now, but there could have been some I don't know. I don't know what to say about this match. I just it was an okay match. I just I wish that they would give Chad Gable and Otis some some seriousness to their gimmick and their team and allow them to actually shine. So um, Kurt, what were your thoughts on the match between these two teams? Um, it never should have happened. And I just break them up. Just break Otis and Chad Gable up. Let them feud against each other. Because you're wasting their goddamn time. I don't know how many months I'm going to keep going back and forth about this shit. But it makes no sense. You know you're not going to let them lose to the Usos. There's no reason for this match to even happen. It, it's just fucking stupid. Uh, and and on top of that, like we we've said before, WWE is not a tag team friendly friendly uh, promotion. So yeah, just let them go their separate ways. And I'm tired of the shoe shit. I'm so tired of that. Um, Shoes. <laughs> God damn you. Uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the match, sir? <laughs> Man. It doesn't matter what your thoughts are. Anyway. And that's why I ain't going to say shit. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, EO Sky uh, with Bailey and Dakota Kai ringside versus Piper Niven versus Meechin. Uh Winner is EO Sky. And this sets up EO Sky as the next challenger. If I under- if I heard correctly, sets her up as the, the uh, next challenger. For Bianca Belair. And I think with some of the things that they did with that backstage 
segment with them, they're obviously teasing the breakup of uh, Damage Control and Bailey. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about this match, and what do you think about the the match, the upcoming match between Io Sky and Bianca Belair? Io Sky is going to be a star. As long as she's booked right, that thing right there is going to be a star. Okay. All right? Um, I thought the match was okay, and I knew that Damage Control wasn't going to be together long. I knew it wasn't going to be long. But um yeah, because all three all three of them can do they could do they they could they could do bad by themselves. So that's it. Yo Sky's gonna be but yo e yo sky. Yo sky. She's gonna have her sooner or later. She's gonna have her time. Mark, mark, mark my words. All right. She's special. Uh, Kurt, what were your thoughts on the match and, and the uh upcoming match for EO Sky taking on Bianca Belair for the WWE women's championship? Um I didn't like it. I don't want to see that match. Um, I don't see anything in EOS Sky. That's my opinion. And I would have rather seen uh, Maya Yin. I think that's how you say it. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. I would rather see her go against Bianca Bella. Okay. All right. Then we got another backstage segment. Kevin Owens talking about his heart is telling him he needs to go out and beat the hell out of Solo. Um, I, I, I thought this. I don't like that version of Kevin Owens. I'm sorry. I did not oh. like this. It was laughable. I know I shouldn't go out there, but my heart's telling oh, me I need to know. No, no, no. I like Kevin Owens. <laughs> no, I like Kevin. Go ahead. No, sorry. No, no, you're right. I agree with you. I, 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 think, I, I don't not, know what the no, hell they're Kevin, doing to him, but no, this ain't it. Kevin Owens should be a heel. Look, my heart, no. Kevin Owens ain't got no freaking heart. No. <laughs> no. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, man. I'm sorry. This this is going to come up later in the wrestling news, but the uh, the page I'm using going through the uh, the Raw line up here, uh, it's got AEW news. And I meant to bring this, bring this up a couple of weeks ago. Um, Eric Bischoff on CM Punk. Quote, I don't particularly particularly think he's that talented. I think he's overblown. I think he's highly overrated. Yeah. There are more to come on that with the wrestling news. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put a, uh, we'll put a, we'll put a, we'll put a uh, pin in it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the match between Solo Sokoa with the Usos at ringside versus Kevin Owens. Uh, winner is Solo Sokoa. Um, in a okay match, um, I think Solo is, is getting better. Um, I like him in the role of the, uh, being like the Samoan SWAT team where, uh, the head shrinkers type role of that, uh, of the faction, the bloodline. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing him going forward. I want to see more of him going forward. Um, but the match was okay. I'm not a big Kevin Owens fan. Um, after the match, the Usos uh, continue to beat up on Kevin Owens, and 420 Bro showed up with Sami Zayn, and uh, that's how they ended the show. Uh, Kurt, what were your thoughts on the match uh, between Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa, and then the aftermath? I thought it was decent, but I don't like the pairing of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and uh, Riddle. I don't like that pairing at all. It just doesn't. It doesn't mesh with me, and I hope it doesn't last long. But you know, we'll see what happens. All right, Brandon, what were your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to last long, but um, according to what the announcer's saying, and then, you know, online, you know, that's basically, you know, this is basically Riddle getting his get back because um, Solo Sokoa had put him out, of, they, you know, put him out of action or whatever for those four months. So, you know, this, basic, this is basically Riddle getting his get back. I don't think that the pairing is going to last long at all. I thought that the match was decent, and um, the storyline continues with the bloodline. We'll see what happens. And I like that reference that you said with, you know, Solo Sokoa and um, the Samoan SWAT team. Samoan SWAT team is actually one of my favorite old school tag teams. Okay. Because that's one of the ones I was introduced to when I was younger. And I just thought that they were just interesting. They had an interesting look and everything. And, I, you know, it took me a long time to figure out who those two guys were. And, you know, I didn't know that was Rikishi or whatever. I mean, you, you wouldn't know it looking looking at Rikishi when we got to know Ooh. Rikishi. And then looking at him back in the late 80s in that tag, you, I don't think you would have made that connection. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't. I didn't make that connection until years later. <laughs> and, um, but, but at the same time, I didn't, you know, I didn't even know Yokozuna and Rikishi was even brothers. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that they were brothers. And then all of that, that whole connection. So that, that's just fascinating to me because I'm like, if you're coming out of that family, you're going to be a wrestler. And they got another one that's coming along too. Yeah, and I, so I remember when I discovered like all of that family tree type shit with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I used to say like the, 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 I guess one of the most, what's the word I'm looking for? The best family or the first family in, in wrestling was either the Von Erics or the Hearts. Then I found out that, like, all of those fuckers there are related somehow. No, it's easily the Samoan dynasty. Easily. Gotta be. Because that shit goes back Gotta to the be. late 60s. Look, man, over half of them are, have been main eventers. Have over over maybe 50, 60, 70% of them have been main eventers at some point in their careers. Yeah. And it's still going. There are more coming. <laughs> and then it's, it's, this, they, they do their goddamn thing. I'm, I'm sorry. They, 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 they do their thing. And I enjoy, I've enjoyed watching them over all these years. And I've also, I probably enjoyed a little bit more discovering who was brothers and who was cousins. I didn't know Umaga and Rosie was Roman Reigns' brothers. I had no idea yeah. until and later. Think, and I think after after they after they passed away, unfortunately, and I was like, "Dang, they was brothers." Yeah, and I think but then when the you look at them, they look alike. And I think that's the most interesting thing is just to look at the dynamic of who is related to who, how they started, where they came from. They are very underrated as a, a wrestling family because they're a dynamic. Very much. They are a dynasty, hands down. And, and, I'm did, still, and I did like the small spot team back in the day. I thought they were very underrated just because they were in WCW. Right. They didn't get the, the shine that they should have, but that whole family, special. And the, Yo, mother, the mother, I don't know if y'all went back and looked at um, the promotion she had. The Poly- uh, Polynesian professional yeah. wrestling? Yeah. That episode was wonderful. Yeah. That episode was wonderful. And let's not let's not I'm, forget about the wild Samoans. Oh yeah. Man. I'm still trying to figure I'm still trying to figure out how they didn't put Tamina in the blood in like somewhere in the bloodline storyline. Hush. Don't nope. Do not jinx this shit. I'm just asking. No. <laughs> she's one of them too. Because as as far as I know, she's not actually related to them. 
She's not? No. She, I thought she was. Snooker, Snooker, from what I understand, is not related to them. Their, oh. their family is Samoan. He's from. Now, I don't know the distinction. And I hope this don't come off horrible because I, I may not know how to say this. But I don't know the distinction between the people from Fiji, which is where Snooker is from, and the people of Samoa. Um, but no, I don't believe they're they're related at all. Man, that's news. Man, I, I ain't gonna lie. I thought in some kind of way they was related. My bad. No, I, no, no. I could be wrong, but I don't think they're. Wow. Related. I don't think Snooker's a part of that family. Wow. Next up is everybody's favorite show, AEW Dynamite. <laughs> uh, this was on April Wednesday, April twelfth. From the Milwaukee Panther Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know if I did this for for Raw, but the lineup on this Dynamite is Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee versus Chris Jericho, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews, Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley versus Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa, and and Riho and Sky Blue. Versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. <laughs> and then Powerhouse Hobbs versus Silas Young. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that y'all, y'all like it. Y'all like it when I say Michael Nakazawa? Man, that was funny as it. Versus Swerve Strickland. I actually like Darby Allen the more I watch him. Um, it's not that I didn't like him before. I didn't like him when I very first saw him. When he first debuted, I didn't like him. Um, but dude has grown on me. Um, I think he is a little over uh, overacting sometimes when he's trying to sell, but at least the dude is trying to sell where half the other folks don't. Um, and as as Cornette has said, when the dude does his dives, he's a hundred miles an hour, and he does the dive. He don't do the bullshit. Um, that said, this match was okay. Um, they used this entire fucking match to set up the next segment, which I thought was a waste of everybody's time. Um, this whole faction that, that Swerve is with now. When's the last time we saw Swerve? Um, so I think in weeks. Yeah. So, so anything with him is cold as hell. So I think if they were going to do this just to set up the post-match angle and I'll get to that in just a second, um, this was a waste of people's time, but Darby picks up the win. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this match between, uh, Darby and Swerve? Um, I thought it was semi okay. But I'm with you. I will say there's two things I want to say right now. I was never a Darby Allen fan, but just like you, Ryan, he's grown on me a lot. But I really like this guy, uh, Swerve Strickland. I like him a lot. I think he can be a superstar in the making if they push him the right way. But I like, I do, I like him. I like him. Okay. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like how they're doing him with this mogul affiliates. I think that shit is stupid. But him. By himself, 
He needs to be by himself and push him as a superstar because I, I really like him alone. I and I agree based based on what I saw of him before he got to AEW and even some of the stuff I've seen it seen him do in AEW. Um, I like it. I just I hate. I'm like you. I hate the direction they're taking him and uh-huh. the people they're aligning him with and all of this stuff. Um, I even uh, during this match I made a post that said I wish that a uh, that a AEW referee would go into business for themselves. And actually count these fuckers out. Yeah, I read that. I would love to. I, I would, if I had enough money, I would pay an AEW referee just to do that. <laughs> but, uh, Brandon, what did you think about this match between Mr. Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland? You there, Brandon? Yeah, for some reason, it logged me out. <laughs> and I just logged myself back in. I don't understand why or how that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do see that you just... just it just logged me out. Okay, so we're talking about the Darby Allen swerve strickland match. Um, what did you think about the match? I thought the match was okay. Um, I'm with... Uh, I'm with... I'm with y'all. I like Swerve... I like Swerve Strickland a lot. I like... I like Swerve Strickland when he was in um, NXT or whatever. So, I think that... Um, but Number one, I think if, if Mick Ross could have been his manager full time... <laughs> it's cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> because I think Rick Ross is tailor made for the rest of the business. He damn sure tailor made. I'm not a I'm not a Rick Ross fan, but he is he made for this shit right here. He, <laughs> he did. That. And he Rick, Ross, Rick, what's going Rick Ross will be the perfect manager. He yeah, is man. hilarious. <laughs> you a big I, motherfucker. Yeah, he hilarious. Man, Rick Ross is fun. I didn't know Rick Ross was that damn funny. Hey, man. Rick Ross is fun. He's tailor-made for the rest of the business as a manager. When he he kept saying allegations, I was on the fucking floor over here. I was on the fucking floor over here. I was on the floor. I was like, hey, man, this dude is funny as hell. Allegations. Allegations. (laughs) Because, you know, because it's, it's the thing, though. You know, we, we, you know, we, we, we all, we, 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 you know, we, we grew up in certain areas coming up. And I'm like, yeah, it's always a guy in the neighborhood just like him. <laughs> always. It's always a guy in the neighborhood just like him. And so I could just, I could just connect it to it. I could just connect that, to it. So, that you know, man, but, but no, nah, I, I thought, I thought the match was okay. Darby Alley, oh, no, Darby Alley, Darby Allen, Darby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I can't laugh. I'm I'm right there with you today. So <laughs> I'm, I'm talking too fast. But now, nah, Darby Allen, I've I've been a fan. Um, I just always saw potential in him, and he's been growing on me too. You know, so just you know, he keeps doing the same thing. He's true to himself and all that, and I can feel that. So I, he's been growing on. Excuse me. Um, he's been growing on me a lot. So yeah. All right. So um. That set up the the post match, which, like I said, I think if that's all they were really trying to do, then they wasted everybody's time with the match, um, because the match had nothing to do with the post match setup. Um, I thought this went on way too long, and I, I get the point they're trying to drive. I get the 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 build they're trying to do between uh, Darby and MJF, and that's cool. That's fine. Build it because I wouldn't mind seeing Darby Allen take on MJR. Um, but this to me just went on for way too long and it only got worse. And it pains me to say this it only got worse when Sting came out. 
Um, I agree. It, it, I mean, it was already a bad segment, and it just got worse when Sting came out. Um, he's one of my favorite. I put him on my Mount Rushmore, but this, this was bad. Um, so I wasn't a fan of this segment. Thought it went on too long. Brandon, what did you think about the post match? Oh, he's got us on on mute right now. So, Kurt, what did you think about the post match? <laughs> Yeah, I thought I agree with you. I thought the thing um, coming out, I thought that was terrible. Yes. Terrible. Fucking terrible. Terrible. And I don't know why they did it. Yeah, but that, that sucked ass. I, I didn't like any of that at all. None. Yeah, I just... I, I know he's getting older. I know he's in his 60s, but... But, it, I, it, I, hey, but I understand that too, but come on, God damn it, Y'all can do something better with him than that. Yeah, yeah I'm with that, you. And, and that was... That was fucking terrible. It was. It was. I it sat was, there like I said, God damn, y'all really did this right now? It uh that shit was bad. It was just flat as hell. Um I think if they had kept it shorter, it might have had some oomph to it. And if they had kept sting out of it, it would have been more even even as long as it was, had they kept sting out of it, it would have been a little bit better. But overall I'm with you. I didn't like it. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the uh, the post match with MJF, Darby, and Sting? Uh, it went on too long. I had to go back and watch it because I just seen the original clip when you know Sting said what he said, and so. But I went back and watched it, and I'm kind of see what y'all were saying. Like it's entirely, it was just entirely too damn long and unnecessary. Um, that could have been if they would have not done the match and then did that, then you know I probably would have felt a little bit better about it. But other than that, it's like, well, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, you know, in the original, you know, cause I saw on Twitter and I saw, you know, what Sting said or whatever. I was like, oh. But then again, you know, we knew that eventually Showtime was getting ready to end. Anyway, Sting almost 70 years old. So, yeah. he don't look 70 years old. Not even close. But, you know, we, we knew that time was coming. He didn't even have to say that. So, I just think having him out there just made a bad segment worse. Um, yeah. Next up was the uh, TNT Championship match between Power. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We got to back up a little bit because QT Marshall gave Powerhouse Hobbs a car. Now, why did he say his last name like that? Marshall. I have no idea. I have that sounds no like, idea. you know, you, you ever heard of that restaurant, Pascal's? It's probably say Pascal's. I'm like, bro, it's Pascal's. Come on. <laughs> but um, so the match between Powerhouse Hobbs with QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Harley Cameron versus Silas Young. No disrespect, but who is Silas Young? Have either no, of you no. ever heard of him? Never. Okay, yeah, I would try to be funny. Like, I legitimately, this match was nothing. Again, they used a match to set up a post-match segment that wasted everybody's time. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs wins with a backbreaker. And then they went into these stupidest segment I think I've ever seen. This shit was dumb as hell. If somebody was taking a fucking forklift to your car, if somebody was beating your car with a baseball bat, are you going to stand there and watch it? Not only stand there and watch it, but once he's finished doing this to your car that you just got, you 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 powerbomb a dude through a table or whatever that was. This yeah, was stupid as fuck. It was garbage. It was it was horrible acting on the part of the Hobbs. 
um, it was just a stupid, stupid segment. If anything, Hobbs should have ran out there and they should have had a fight in the parking lot. And the cameras could have weighed a commercial or something. But as is, it was a stupid fucking segment. Um, I'll pass it to you, Brandon. You say what you will about this dumbass shit. I would have called the police. Somebody did that damn shit to my car. That's all I got to say. It was dumb as hell. Kurt, well, I'm, I'm at the age now where I just call the police. I ain't sure. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna add a, I'm gonna add a few more stupids on top of this dumb shit they did. <laughs> yeah, this shit was stupid as fuck. <laughs> stupid as fuck. And then the but but the worst part about it, not only you stand there and watch somebody beat the shit out of your car, then he come in, y'all fight. They have all these people come trying to break y'all up. You slam somebody else on the table. Yeah, and then then. I don't know what the, what the fuck happened after that. You disappear, and there's just Warlock there with the title. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? I'm like, did I miss something? I, I this don't is think, not reality-based at all. AEW is horrible at trying to do this type of shit. You know what? Hey, y'all remember, y'all remember when Sid Vicious got his car smashed? I don't Y'all remember that. when Sid Vicious got his car smashed in WCW and he got on top of it and was like, Goldberg! 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 <laughs> yes, I do now. I would yes. rather that. I would have rather that <laughs> than that damn dumbass shit right there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, at least, hell, at least, at least make me laugh, okay? I'm sitting there watching this and you're, you, you are standing there watching this happen. Man. Not doing a single thing. There is no way. Just stupid. either I'm going to cut. I know it's national television, so you can't shoot nobody on national television. <laughs> don't tell. You know don't tell Brian Pillman. But I'm that. like, I'm gonna at least call the police. <laughs> <laughs> they tearing up my car. Look, man. <laughs> and where the where the hell is this arena at? As Wardlow is doing this shit, you just see cars driving by in the background. Like ain't nobody pick. No, no, that was everybody just minding their damn business like they supposed to. Like, ain't, right. nah, ain't they driving by like, I ain't getting in the middle of that. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I ain't getting in the middle of that, man. I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to get home to whomever, and, and, oh, and I'm trying to get on home. That's it. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'll figure that shit out. As if we didn't have enough factions in AEW, guess who's coming to AEW? Mm-mm-mm. The fucking Bully Club. Yawn. Um, I got nothing to say about this. Either you two want to comment? It's just the Bullet Bullet Club ain't nothing but a. Uh, this is this generation's NWO. No, Proceed. I, no, hell no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I and and I'm I'm not I'm not gonna snap on that like I was about to because I get the analogy you're you're trying to make. You're not yeah. saying they're as good. I get what you're saying, so I'm not. Gonna they're not as good. They're just, it, this shit is going on too entirely too yeah, fucking long. And through like and it's too many, it's too many iterations of it. It's excuse me, it's too many iterations of it because that's what ruined the NWO the first time. Yeah, it's too yeah. many iterations of it. It's too many people that's been in and out of it. And at some point, it's been going on. The Bullet Club part been around maybe at least at least ten years now. So I'm like, at some point, y'all gotta let that damn shit go. That's it. <laughs> I do not. I do not disagree with any of that. I'm so sick of hearing the fucking name. Yes. Yeah. Now, Bullet Club. The Bullet Club was awesome when it first got. I went back, and watched all that shit. 
the Bullet Club was awesome when it first came out. It was awesome. But it's some like a lot of these factions, they have a they have a shelf life. The four horsemen had a shelf life. That's why the, the older versions of it didn't work as well. Okay? They have a shelf life and then they're own, but certain people that could fit into these factions and make it work. And then when you start bringing in a whole bunch of other people and all this other shit or whatever, just off a name or whatever, it's going to water it down. And once something gets watered, watered down, man, that's it. It's a wrap. So they should have been, they should have let Bullet Club go five years ago, six years ago. It should have been over when, when Finn Balor and, and AJ Styles and all of them left or whatever, man, it should have been over with then. Cause that was like their best iteration when those guys and the other guys they had in there were in there at that time. That was the best. So that's that. that I'm, I'm off my soapbox now. Like <laughs> uh, next I, 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 I really did like legit. You just love the Bullet Club. But I'm like, man, all this shit whack now. Like, just, just figure, come up with something else. I don't have a problem with factions at all, but it, let, just bring something original. Yeah, we. But there's just there's too many factions in AEW. Like there are titles. Yeah. Um. Speaking of titles, the AEW International Championship was up uh, in a contest between, or uh, up for grabs in a contest between the champion, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, versus versus a a better version uh, of Buddy Matthews uh, with Julia Hart. Um, I did. It's it's an Orange Cassidy match, so I didn't like it off principle. Um, but I, but I do like Buddy Matthews. I think he's very good. Um, and uh, another thing I noticed about this match, I said a long time ago to Tony Khan on this show, Tony, it's the little things y'all got to pay attention to. Orange Cassidy's talking about his hands hurt. It's all taped up. You got somebody at ringside, supposedly a medical uh, uh, personnel or something, that don't have the scissors they need to cut the tape off of his hands. They're pulling at the tape. They're yanking at the tape. It only If he does have a broke hand, if he did have a broke hand, you're going to make it worse. It's the little things, Tony. Pay attention to that shit. Orange Cassidy, to your stupid ass, I say, when you say that your hands hurt and you're selling, stop using the fucking hand. You're still punching, not showing any signs of being hurt. You still hit punches. You're still grabbing and, and, and pulling on the ropes. You're doing all this shit. Not selling your hand being hurt. Adrenaline is one thing. Stupidity is another. So, that, that being said, Orange Cassidy retains the title. Uh, unfortunately, Buddy Murphy had, or uh, Buddy Matthews has had to do the job for Orange Cassidy. I'm not a fan of Orange Cassidy. People can say can tell me all day, the dude can really wrestle. The dude can really wrestle. I don't care. He does the dumb shit that he does. So, I don't like the gimmick. I don't like the wrestler. Um, so, Kurt, what did you think about this match? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. And uh, for people who think he can wrestle, uh, I don't, I, I, I doubt that very seriously. I hate him keep putting his fucking hands in his pockets all the goddamn time. It just annoys the fuck out of me. And the one interesting thing that I really want to say is I'm looking at the Bleacher Report. They gave this match an eight. What? They gave him an eight. 
Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. The only thing I'll give an A to in this match is Buddy Matthews. I, I wish the dude could could get in a le- legitimate title program and actually do some work. So yeah, I don't I don't see an A in this match at all. Not at all. Not at all. Brandon, what do you what did you think about the match? I know <laughs> I know you uh you you commented about my comments um saying that just because it's a Orange Cassidy match, I don't like it off the rip. <laughs> what did you think? But that number one. <laughs> but now number two, Buddy Matthews is the man and I hope that um at some point he'll get something meaningful behind him. I am a Buddy Matthews fan. Been a fan for a few years. Several years now. Um <clears throat> with as far as uh, Orange Cassidy's hand goes, he should have sold that a whole lot more because I'm one of them, and I, you know, it's just everyday life with me. I'm like, if something hurts, don't use it because that's the only way you're going to prove to me that it hurts. Yeah. Because if you're still using it, then to me, it doesn't hurt. And it's, you know, at least not that bad. Yeah, to where you, you, know, you can't do. use it. So, so that's that, to me that was just really, really. Simple. If you if you feel like you broke your hand, don't use that hand. That's it. And um and, and that's all I have to say. And then another backstage segment. Um, Orange Cassidy is back there with a hand of ice on his hand. And out of nowhere, Trent Beretta says that, that him and Chuck Taylor are sort of jealous of uh, Orange Cassidy. And he challenged Aussie Open to a match on Rampage for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. What? One, it came out of nowhere. Two, why are you defending another promotion's titles on your show? I understand they do the cross-promotion, but nobody wants to see this shit as evidence that it's on Rampage. Um, I was about to say, TNAs do it all the time. Yeah, NWA did it as well, so I'm not mad at that. did a lot. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, right. Even the WWE did it when they had the NWA titles and at one it, point. And so. it fell flat as fuck. <laughs> it was it, it fell flat because of the way they did it, but the NWA used to do it uh, numerous times back in the day, and they were people were interested in it. Well, and, so I'm, and, I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it, but I'm just mad at the, the people involved. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, and and I think it worked different too. And I agree with you, Kurt. You too, Brandon. Um, I think it worked better in the territories because you had that you you already knew that wrestlers were already you you might see them in Florida at one point and then you you would see them in North Carolina. So I think it worked better with the territories, but mm-hmm. I, I I guess ultimately yes, you're right. It's it's the people involved, not the titles themselves. Um then we had a segment entering segment with Ethan Page talking about uh, Matt Hardy hitting him over the head, blah, blah, blah. We got a Jeff Hardy return. Um, I hope that he's he's better. Um, I hope he's got his shit together, and I don't mean that in like a judgy way. I say that because I'm really concerned about the man's health. I didn't realize that that was his third DUI. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how the man, you know, I don't know if he still does, but I don't know how the man ha- still has a license. Um, I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. So I, I, I hope that he's okay. Um, I would have, I like Jeff Hardy, but I would much rather him stay away from wrestling and, and get himself together. 
And it's easy for me to say I'm not in his shoes, but uh, it was good to see him back. He looked good. Uh, either one of you guys got anything to say about this uh, this segment? I do. I got one thing to say. I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. I do. I first off, uh, friend Jeff Hardy has uh, beat the demons that's been following him. You know, these last year of his life, to where he can't do the things that he want to do, hoping that he's beat this battle and he can get better. I did like him coming back. I do think you can build something, even though the Herders are not, you know, like they used to be. I still think they have enough in the tank. You can build a good storyline behind them to have some momentum to do any kind of program with anybody because they have talent. But I didn't like the people they're involved with. I <laughs> right. think they could have did something better. But I, I'm, I'm happy to see him back. Hopefully he's healthy, got his mind right, and just want to see him do good. I hope so, man, because we we have seen far too many people, um, just in wrestling alone, lose that battle. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. I, I hope he's, uh, he's conquered that. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this segment? Um, I was glad to see Jeff Hardy back. I hope that he is as healthy and he has a peace. I sincerely hope that he has a peace of mind and, you know, he just stays out of trouble. I think that, you know, the ring for, for right now, I personally, I think that, you know, the ring is his his place of peace. And I'm glad that he made it back in one piece. Cause like y'all said, a lot of people don't make it back from stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I was I was glad to see him back. I I like the segment or whatever, and um, let's just see where it goes. All right. Next up, we had Kenny Omega with a sit down promo, and this dude is not an actor. <laughs> this, I mean, just a line of it's it's not going to be blood for blood. It's going to be worse. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's like John Moxley. You know, I wanna, I wanna strip the flesh from your bones. I wanna drink your blood. Let me say, sound like let me, damn Gangrel from the Brood. Yeah, let me step just, away. Let me let me step away from. <laughs> Boy, like I don't know. So this this was a horrible sit down promo, but it led to Claudio Castagnoli and. Your your favorite wrestler, Brandon, it's John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> versus versus <laughs> Brandon Cutler <clears throat> and Michael mm. Nakazawa. Nakazawa. Uh, Moxley hit the Death Rider on Cutler. Blah blah blah. It ended up just in. It ended up in a mess. Um, Omega comes out on the ramp. Telling them to come on, come on, get him or whatever. And we knew what was coming next. The Bucks came from the other side and gave um, their weak-ass super kick. Um, I, I really don't have anything to say about this. Uh, outside the fact that I'm tired of seeing the Blackpool, Blackpool Combat Club. I'm tired of seeing the Elite. Um, can we get some better people involved? Uh Kurt, what did you think about this this match and, and the mess of an afterbirth? I think he had to step away for a second. Ah, okay, yeah, I see his mic is muted. So, Brandon, what did you think about this match and the, the afterbirth? Well, I think this is the part where I kind of left off it. 
I think I did. I, that's the part that I left off it. But um, yes, yeah, so I, I don't have a comment. I'm sorry. Okay. What, what happened? Um, talking about the uh, Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley versus Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, um, terrible. Okay. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Fucking terrible. I would, but I was watching this clip on Twitter earlier today where Don Callis got split. Why the fuck open straight down? It was like a big and, long gash, and, that and I'm like, that when in the hell did that happen? Huh? Say what, Kurt? What'd you say? No, I didn't say anything. Brandon was saying something. Oh, I thought you said something. Well, Brandon, um, I just said that that wasn't supposed to happen. Don Callis getting busted open. Yeah, the, he was split wide yeah. open. I say, God damn! Like, like, literally, <laughs> goddamn! Like just like that. Because it was that was one of the worst gases I've ever seen, and this is like I, I saw that like right before we um went on went on live. It was maybe 10, 15 minutes before I was just floating through Twitter and saw it, and I was just like, "When in the hell did that happen?" Because I want to go back and see it. But I'm just yeah, so sick was, of ugh. I'm just so sick of Jeez. seeing blood, but just bleeding, just to fucking bleed. Yes. Why the what what the, what the fuck? Right. I'm, I'm just sick of that shit. Yeah. Like and when did the damn and when did the damn comeback club turn heel? What made them turn heel? That's what I'm trying to figure Who knows? out. There's no sense to like they just turn, like all of a sudden they does. just turned heel and started stabbing and started stabbing <laughs> for the screwdrivers. I'm just yeah. trying to figure that out. Like when did this happen? Amen. And why? Yeah. So um Yeah. Ruby Soho and Tony Storm beat Riho and Sky Blue. Um do y'all have any thoughts on this match whatsoever? No. Okay. Nope. I, I don't either. That's why I pitched it to you, you guys. Uh, main event was Chris Jericho with Daniel Garcia at ringside versus old man Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee looked like he slimmed down some. Um, I don't know if that was just yeah. me, but he looked like he... No, that ain't just you. He looked like he did lose some weight. <laughs> and he actually looks good. I don't... I mean, I don't... I don't think the gray hair looks bad on him. Um, but... You know, at the end of all of this, Chris Jericho, um, Chris Jericho gets the win. After the match, Adam Cole came out and uh, fist bump Lee. They walked off together, and I I thought that they were gonna set up Adam Cole turning around and looking at Chris Jericho the way Chris Jericho looked at him when he came out to help Daniel Garcia. And I was about to like throw something in my TV for that. A whole match just to set up that shit. Nobody is looking forward to an Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho match. Or at least I'm not. So let me not speak for everybody. Um, the match itself I didn't think was bad. Um, wasn't great. Nothing like that. But it wasn't bad. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match between uh, Jericho and Keith Lee? Once again, that's where I left off it. So I don't oh, have right. a comment. That's but right. I will say... Um, Keith Lee did come out of nowhere with that gray hair, and he looked like he's I'm gonna start calling him Uncle Keith, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know what? That's legit for me. That's legitimate. So I'm like, hey, do your thing, you know. And I've I've been a Keith Lee, I've been a Keith Lee fan for a minute, you know, for the you know big black guys or whatever. So hey, you know, hey, do you do your thing? But that, yeah, that's where I left. That's where I kind of left off. It just never got around to get back to watch the end of that show. Right, I don't have a comment. Kurt, what did you think about the match? I thought it was, you know, decent. Um, I, you know, I didn't hate it. Um, I like Keith Lee. I just don't like 
how he went from having black hair to get her to come back and now all his shit is gray. I think it was gray. I, I, I think it was gray before he just dyed his hair. But don't well, can we get a heads up before you do shit like that? <laughs> he was. He did. Like, he did. Like, he did the exact opposite of a Vince McMahon. Let me tell y'all something. So, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, Brandon. So, okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you go. So okay. when he come back, when he when he first came back with the gray, I'm like, so now we got a granddaddy in here. Yeah. Well, so I call now, uncle, hey, that's, 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 that that is Uncle so, Keith. So now you didn't went from all jet black to now you come back and you somebody goddamn granddaddy. <laughs> Like what the fuck are we got them doing around here? Uncle Keith. And who thought that shit was a good idea? <laughs> Probably his wife. What would his wife think about? <laughs> the things we do for women. And just like Ron said, the, the little things, those are the little things that that we look at. Like what the fuck? Yep. If this shit was great a long time ago, just let the shit be great. But maybe, hey, you know, remember he was in WWE before. Maybe Vince was like, "Nah, don't do that damn great shit." Okay, so have. when you, so hey, you, when you get AEW, you had plenty of time between your your intro and now to segue into the great, not just come back and mean all your shit is great, <laughs> and you looking old as fuck. Like, come on, goddamn it, you look old as hell. <laughs> but nah, I mean, the only thing I'm gonna say is, as a person who's Hair has changed like unprovoked or unwillingly over the years. Sometimes, you know what? Hey, you just gotta say fuck it and let that shit fly. Hey, I understand. And that's why, you know, my gray coming in, my beard is almost damn gray. And I never, yeah, I, I never I believe, that's why I never believe in uh, dying. And I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna embrace all this goddamn gray. All. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, look. I said, well, if I was, if I was like, if I was like Chico, friend, I said, when all this goddamn hair on my head and beard turned gray and white, you gonna have to beat these women off me with a stick. And they gonna be, they gonna be, they gonna be at me. They gonna be, they gonna be. Like, hey. that, that man, he a man. That's they gonna be hey. at me. And you gonna be in trouble. Look, check this out, y'all know Chico Bean, the comedian from Wild and Out in the '85 South Show. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chico Bean. So his hairline is like mine's. I have a cul-de-sac head where it's bald in the middle and I got hair all around the side and I got some bald spots in the middle too, like in the back of my head. But, oh shit. But if I had the time, I'm like, I would sit there and that man sat there during the pandemic and grew his hair out and just said, fuck it. I'm going to just grow my hair out. He had the damn Bobby Womack look going for a minute or whatever and he flaunted it. And was confident with it, and I'm just like, man, look, if they, <laughs> hey, no, nah, she gonna be did a video with that damn, uh, he had that damn Bobby Womack playing in the background. That if you think you lonely now with the glasses and everything, man, y'all gotta go back and find it because you ain't seen it. That's I'm, about, I'm, I'm looking at right damn now. Yeah, you that, that shit is gold. I'm talking about when I sit, and I tell you, I was sitting there laughing for an hour, <laughs> but. It just when they cut down and stuff like that, man. I'm like, hey, you know what? It's real. Even when I go to work, sometimes and my hair grow back, I'm like, hey, it's this, this is real. This is my head. So I'm like, just like you, I'm like, you gonna have to beat this shit off of me because, well, I got a whole, I got, I got a cul-de-sac head or not. I'm still handsome. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm dead ass serious. I'm like, because at the end of the day, 
I'm not. I'm too lazy to get up and shave two, three times a week. I'm sorry, and I don't. I, now I pay good money for my razors, and I'm like, I'm gonna let I'm, these are gonna last as much as they can, or whatever. And I'm just going, hey, my hair is my hair. That's it. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. That's, that's it. I'm bald. Yeah, I went bald before I turned thirty. It is what it is. Chico so, is stupid as hell. I'm looking at this shit. This is funny as fuck. You found it. Chico is fucking hilarious. That's my Chico is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but you know, hey, but you know what? No, like for real. Like that's some that's some that just some man that just some man shit. Or whatever, man. You know, hey, you know, keep the side to go, do the salt and pepper or whatever. Hey man, do your thing. Or whatever, but I shit, I ain't gonna lie. When I first saw it, I was like, I did not know he was that great. Golly. But ain't nothing I can say because I went ball before I was thirty. So hey, I think and I think we are all around the same age. So you know, it is what it is. All right. Next up, we're gonna jump over to uh, WWE SmackDown from April fourteenth, right, the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, Nebraska. My computer's acting up. Sorry about that. Uh, open up with. Uh, a segment between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the Usos uh, talking about the draft and the, the championship titles. Um, that is going to be interesting um, with the draft. If if they send the Usos to one brand and Kevin and Sami are on another, excuse me, another brand, and they there's if there's supposedly no uh, interaction between the two brands then that's going to be interesting. But if there is interaction or people shifting from, from brand to brand, then why have the draft at all? Um, what did you guys think about the opening segment between these four gentlemen? Kurt? I wasn't a fan of it. I'm, I'm kind of tired. Okay. All right. So then backstage we have Adam Pierce, uh, Saying that Solo Sequoia will be taking on 420, bro. Matt Riddle. <laughs> anyway, the first match is Xavier Woods versus L.A. Knight. The match itself was what it was. But why the hell did they keep beating L.A. Knight? Um, I really don't have anything else to say about the match except that. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match? The same. Well, like, why they keep beating L.A. Knight? Because the fans, you know, we the fans love him, and he's growing on me too. You know, I you know I look forward to seeing L.A. Knight every week, but they keep beating him, and it's not going to deter my opinion because I'm you know I'm, I'm you know I'm big grown enough to see how the residence business work. But it's like, dang, why they keep beating him every week? I'll let him get some momentum, let him get some shine, or whatever. Maybe it's gonna come eventually, but if, if you keep beating them every week, the fans ain't gonna care anymore. So, you know, that's 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 pretty much it. All right, Kurt, what did you think I about like, this? I, one? I like I like LA night. I said the same thing. You know, I thought the match was okay, but I was like, why do you keep beating him every week? I don't understand. That. Yeah, you, I, you, I just I don't I don't get that. I do not get. I, I, I'm not a LA night fan, but I just don't get you kind of. Semi push him and you put him against these big A level stars or ABC level stars and then you keep beating him every week. I don't understand. Yeah, I, so I don't kinda, get that either. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
right, then we've got a, yet another backstage segment. Um, this one was kind of cringy, though, in, in my opinion. Um, you know what I said about Imperium and the kind of flirting with uh, Nazi-like kind of behavior at WrestleMania? Well, this backstage segment made me feel somewhat the same way. Um, not so much the, the behavior, but the things that were said and the racial undertones of it. Um, so, yeah, I kind of cringed at this one. Did, did either of you get that vibe at all? Or was it just me? I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Maybe that's just me. Um, well, it, it, less, it, at least it wasn't a, another situation of Triple H and Booker. So, I'll say that. Um, another backstage se- segment with Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle. I'm going to blow him past this. <clears throat> in ring. Blah, blah, blah. See, there's just too much other shit going on with wrestling in these shows now. So Damian Priest with Dominic and Rhea Ripley takes on Santos Escobar with uh, Yaquin Wild or Joaquin Wild. Uh, Cruz Del Toro and then <clears throat> Zelina Vega. Uh, winner, mm-hmm. <laughs> winner is Damian Priest. The match was okay. Um, just not really interested in, in the individuals involved. Uh, Kurt, what did you think about this match? Uh, it wasn't terrible, but again, Legion Report gave this match a A again. Uh, I'm, I'm like, who's judging these matchups for you to get this match A? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, Brandon, what were your thoughts on the match? Once again, those Puerto Rican colors of the LWO on that shirt was pretty damn cool. And Selena Vegas, fine as a motherfucker. <laughs> all, <I> <laughs> all right. Then we get yet another backstage segment. Paul Heyman talking to Solo Sokoa. I'm going to skip right past this. Back in the ring, we've got uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan celebrating uh, their their title win. Then we have a returning Sinsuke Nakamura. That's Kurt's favorite wrestler, y'all. Kurt's favorite wrestler, Shinsuke Nakamura, is back. I, I, I can't even get a rise out of you on that, Kurt. I, I just want him and Madcap. <laughs> I want him and Madcap to go away. I have no comment on this match right now, and I want them to go away. But again, again. Bleacher Report gives this match a fucking A. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, hold on, wait a minute. What? Yes, they gave it an A. Stop fucking a. playing. They gave it fu- an A. No, 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 no. They fucked a. up in the middle of that match. They gave it You a. saw where they fucked up it? No, there's no way they gave it an A. Yes, they did. Oh, they gave it an a. God gave it an a. Yeah. Since Nakamura picks up the win... Uh, another backstage segment. Good God. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see what we got next. Another backstage segment. Then we have 420 bro, Matt Riddle, taking on Solo Sokoa. The winner is Solo Sokoa. I'm not a fan of Matt Riddle, um, the wrestler. Uh, I like Matt Riddle, the fighter, but I don't like Matt Riddle, the wrestler. Um, so this match was what it was. Solo picks up the win. I really don't have too much to say about this. Um, 
I thought it was just an okay, a so-so episode of SmackDown, nothing special. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the match and SmackDown overall? I just thought the match was all right. Uh, Solo was going somewhere. Eventually, he's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. In the overall episode, it was mid for the most part. It was mid. It wasn't nothing really notable like that this week. But we'll see by next week. All right, Kurt, what did you think about the match, and what did you think of SmackDown overall? I think the match was, uh, I guess, average, and I, I'll get SmackDown to see average as well. But I do want to, I'm not a fan of Matt Riddle at all, but I think if they take this stupid-ass gimmick off of him where he's supposed to be a fucking um, um, beach bum or whatever. <laughs> just, he's a Rob Van Dam ripoff for the scooter. If he was, if they let him be serious like he really is, I think you have, I think you can have something with this guy. I think you can have yeah. something with him to where he wouldn't fucking joking like a <laughs> dummy. Yeah. I think you can do something with it. So why they doing this makes zero sense to me. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't get it at all. But um, we're going to take a look at, at wrestling ratings uh, right now for the week of April 3rd through April 7th. And, folks, uh, I want to remind you guys that um, the ratings that we use run a week behind um, because it's tough to get accurate ratings. Like for SmackDown last night, there's the, it's tough to get accurate ratings the immediate day after. So we're running our, our ratings, looking at the ratings a week behind just so we can get better numbers. Um, the winner this week and, and the loser this week might surprise you all. So Monday Night Raw from April 3rd uh, had a total viewership of, two, excuse me, 2.260 million. The previous week was 1.843 million, making a difference of 23% uh, increase for the viewers week to week. NXT for April 4th, they had 555,000 this week. The previous week was 620,000, an 11% decrease from the previous week. AEW Dynamite on April 5th, had a total viewership of 877,000, up from 833,000 the previous week, which is a 5% increase for AEW. Friday Night SmackDown held pretty much steady from the uh, previous week. Uh, From April 7th, they had a 2.468 million viewership. Previous week was 4.84 million. Only a 0.6% decrease from the previous week. This is the one that shocked the shit out of me. AEW Rampage. I'm going to tell you what it was the previous week. 340,000. April 7th, 503,000. Almost a 50% increase. Now, I think that had more to do with the Battle of the Belts than it did actual AEW Rampage, but that's a hell of a turnaround week to week, almost a 50% increase. Well, that makes sense if this includes the Battle of the Best because it was the next hour. So that that, yeah. that does make sense. So I, I understand that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. So now let's take a look at some uh, at some wrestling news. Kurt, do you have anything from, uh, from 
notes are that you'd like to talk about before I dive into my notes? No, I want to save it because I think we're going to hit on the same thing. So go with your notes, and then I'll chime in after that. Okay, all right. So wrestling uh, news for uh, the week of April 8th, coming through to today, April 15th. Um, Triple H, we talked about it a little uh, a little while ago in the in the reviews. Triple H announced the return of the WWE draft. Um, Jade Cargill is now fifty six and zero after uh, the Battle of the Belts on Rampage. Mercedes Monet retained her IWGP title, and for the life of me, now I cannot remember what show it was. Um, is that the Stardom show? Say that. Say that again. I think it might have been stardom. Okay. Um, here's something interesting. WWE got some criticism from the Auschwitz Memorial Museum because in the package that they, the video package that they used for Dominic in the uh, WrestleMania uh, pregame or pre-show contained footage from the Auschwitz concentration camp. Um, WWE issued a statement and said they had no knowledge that the footage was used and didn't know where it came from when it was put into that video package. Um, and after the issue was raised, they removed the footage. Um, there, there hasn't been any uh, response from, from the Auschwitz Memorial Museum, but for folks listening who may not know what Auschwitz is, uh, it was one of the concentration camps uh, that Hitler had set up in Germany where uh, the Jewish people were held, tortured, all kind of experiments done on them. Um, WWE apparently used some of that video footage in their Dominic uh, prison video, which yeah, probably wasn't a smart idea. Speaking hmm. of WWE, they have announced... Who got the- fired? What's that? I said, I wonder who got fired. <laughs> um... WWE is in a hiring freeze right now for uh, new talent uh, as a result of the, the merger. Not sure when that talent free talent freeze hiring freeze is going to be lifted. No word on that. Um, Drew McIntyre is right now in the middle of contract negotiations and is not very happy with how he's being used. Um, I don't know where the two sides are on the negotiations. Um, but I don't see, unless he goes to Japan, I don't see another option for Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't think he would like, and I don't think he would fit in in AEW, personal opinion. Um, well, what I've seen on, well, to, to interject, what I've seen on Twitter, they said that Drew McIntyre removed all his WWE affiliation off of his profile. So Interesting, interesting. And to, and to ask something on. I do think he could make a very big impact at AEW if they use him the right way, which we know is slim to none. But <laughs> right. yeah, I think I think, they really- could, I, I think that he could make a real big impact in AEW if he chose that route. I right, that's my, that's my opinion. Because at the end of the day, it's all it's, it all depends on how you're being used. If you're not being used correctly, then you're pretty much dead in the water. And that's and, that's, and it don't matter what company you work in. If you're not being used correctly, then it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, Sabu was taken to the ha- uh, hospital for a medical emergency. Um, reports say that he's doing better thank- and has thanked his fans for their support. Um, no word on what the issue was, but 
you know, with Sabu, it could be a little bit of anything. Um, that man has put his body through hell over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. So a couple of uh, re-signings uh, this week. Logan Paul renewed his contract with WWE for multiple years. Uh, no word on if it's just like two years, five years, or whatever. Uh, but it is a multi-year re-signing. And probably the most impactful re-signing of all happened as well. Brian Cage has renewed with AEW. So, folks, have no worries. Brian Cage is coming back to Bro, AEW. You know what? Bro, you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. You I ain't going to lie. You had me hook, line, and single, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brandon, have no fear. Brian Cage is, has re-signed with AEW. You had me hook, line, and sinker. You got me on that. One. I was wondering where. No, hey, no disrespect to Brian Cage. No disrespect to Brian Cage at all. But I was expecting something else. And and the, the re-signing was for multiple years. Reportedly, there was interest from WWE. Um. Just knowing bullshit. what I just bullshit. 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 I, bullshit. I I call it too. I call it. I'm right there with you because I, what I was going to say is based on what I've seen from Brian Cage over the years, WWE would have absolutely no use for him. Um, Vice TV announced the return of Dark Side of the Ring for a fourth season, and that's going to start on May the 30th at 10 p.m. Um, this season is going to feature Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Sitch. Uh, Junkyard oh. Dog, Doink the Clown, oh. Magnum TA, Abdullah the Butcher. The one I am most interested in seeing, it, but for for weird reasons, Marty Janetti. The reason I say I'm most interested oh. in seeing that one, Marty has been tweeting some weird shit for a very long time on Twitter. So I'm just yeah. curious what's, what's going to go on there. And yeah. there's uh, supposed to be an episode on Scott Hall as well. Um, I'm done. Mm. I'm, I'm interested in all of these, actually. Very interested hey, in all of these. You know what? This might be their best season. I've been watching it every season. This might be their best season because they hitting up the home runs this season yeah. because these are stories about wrestlers. Because all of these wrestlers, like, um, I, like I brought up the Magnum TA thing in the pregame. I'm like, I want to know the circumstances behind that car accident yeah, that, that, you know, kept them out of action. Well, you know, that they basically retired. Yeah, and then so, you know it's, with, it's, they have a lot of head uh, you know, doing the butcher and the hepatitis thing. That's why I was just um, about to bring Gennetti, up. Yeah, Marty Janetti and him being weird and whatever. And <laughs> weird this is, they weird is some, an they, understatement, they, man. This dude is tweeting some outlandish shit. So yeah, this this season right here. I'm like, this, this might be one of their best seasons because it's like now we get to see. Now, what I'll, what I'll oh, say about yeah. the Scott Hall episode, um, there's not too much they can focus on that we don't we haven't already seen with Scott Hall because we, we know about yeah. the uh, the guy that he killed when he was a bouncer. Um, so I think what I'm hoping at least they're going to focus more on post-wrestling, DDP getting him back in shape and his unfortunate and untimely passing. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, some injury news. He's one of those ones I was sad to see go. Yes, absolutely. Very, I was very sad to see him go. 
In some injury news, Mickey James uh, apparently has some broken ribs and a torn muscle in her shoulder. Um, I don't have anything, Kurt, feel free to interject here if you do, but I don't have anything on when those injuries might have occurred, if she's been working through some of the injuries, or when she'll return. But I do know that um, the the title is now vacated, and they're going to have a match for the title. Um Ray Phoenix has taken some time off. Um, no official word on why exactly, but speculation is believed to be um, a hip injury. Um, WWE has changed the name of the next Saudi Arabia show from King and Queen of the Ring to Night of Champions. Um, there's no no word or reasoning uh, why they chose the name change from King of the Ring to Queen of the Ring. or from, hey, You know Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, that's possible. Saudi Arabia was not going for that king of the ring. That's the queen possible. of the ring. Um, they, they were not going for that. And then it's it's not known right now if the king of the ring tournament and queen of the ring tournament are going to take place on that show or if it's just going to be a, a show for the champions. And I wanted to close out the news section with this, mainly because it's probably the most interesting news we've had uh, outside of, you know, Vince's. 1920s fiendish heel turn and the merger but CM Punk has been expressing interest in returning to AEW and has pitched some ideas uh, to AEW about working with the elite Um, on his show Dax Harwood expressed interest in having like uh, a match FTR and CM Punk versus the elite at the Wembley Stadium show in August, uh, reports that Punk, oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading that wrong. There are reports that suggest Punk will return on uh, the Chicago show of AEW Dynamite on the 21st of June. And in the past, the elite have been dead set against working with Punk at all. Um, and there's no word that that has changed. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to give my personal thoughts on this. Punk is still getting paid. Um, I'm not exactly sure why he would want to go back to an environment where um, seemingly a majority of the people um, foolishly don't want him there. Um, His presence, they fail to understand, his presence makes them all more money. Um, That stated, I do think a match with FTR and CM Punk teaming up versus the Elite would be interesting to see. Um, you know, would it turn into a shoot? Somebody going to take cheap shots or whatever? Um, but I, I'm not sure. Personally, as a CM Punk fan, I'm not sure how I feel about him going back to AEW. I, I would more than happy to see him in the ring wrestling again, but just in that environment, I'm not sure. Um, do either one of you gentlemen have, have any thoughts on this? Um, I think he will come back to AEW at some point. Um, and I'm very interested to see um, him, FTR, going to see Lee. I, I think there's no doubt it's going to happen. It's just a, a matter of when. Okay. Uh, that That's my opinion on it. Brandon, um, I, I think we we kind of we, we said we were going to put a pin in the in the CM Punk thing or whatever. Um, and Kurt, you can chime in on this as well. 
first, before we go into that, Brandon, what do you, what do you think about these reports about uh, Punk coming back and the uh, the pitched idea of FTR and Punk versus the Elite at Wembley? Um, I think I, I knew all along eventually Punk was going to come back because that's what's best for business. But the only question I have is, is that why is every time that CM Punk makes a return, it has to be in Chicago? <laughs> why, Money. why is it got to be in Chicago? Why Money. can't it be anywhere else? Money. That's, hey, that's fine. But I'm like, yo, you don't know if you're over until you go to another city and you make a comeback and they yell, they cheer as loud for you as they do in your hometown. So every time he makes a comeback, it's Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> and it seemed like for a minute, AEW was doing a show in Chicago every month, it seemed like. Yeah, so, so I'm just like, good Lord, okay. But hey, whatever y'all want to do. No, so listen, and this, I was surprised at that as well. So presently surprised that Chicago is one of the biggest wrestling markets that I, was, I didn't that's know That's what about. I was about to say. Did I, I had is. no idea. I had no idea that, that Chicago was a big wrestling market at all. Yeah, yes. and that's what that's one of the reasons why. But then the other reason is, once you leave Chicago and you have a big turnout, you can capitalize on that momentum going anywhere. And I think that's what the thinking behind AW is. Let's debut it back in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it wasn't his hometown, I wouldn't have nothing to say about it. But I know that's his hometown, so I'm just like, you know, hey, every time they debut, it's going to be in Chicago. So. Yeah, but just be, being his hometown and it's a big wrestling market, I can't blame him. Right, that's yeah. what I was about to say. Hey, if it may, if, you know what, hey, if it, make, if it makes money, it makes sense. And, and so, I mean, right. you got you to gotta think, the, the dust that the whole media scrum and the fallout from that kicked up, um, his return, whether people like it or hate it, it's going to talk or it's going to bring up a lot of talk. It's going to kick up a lot of dust. Oh, yeah. So, like Kurt said, Chicago is a huge wrestling market. And you've got one of the most anticipated returns for the fans that like him. And you've got one of the most hated returns for the fans that don't like him taking place in his hometown. Um yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I just, like I say, man, I just don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's, it's like you're putting yourself in a hostile environment. Um, yeah. There, there are a few it's people here that that appreciate punk, but overall, it has seemed like there's a lot of people that don't want him there. There are. It's going to be a hell of a dynamic. But mm-hmm. he, this, he's banking on. It's two things he's banking on. Number one, we grown men. Unless I act like grown men and conduct ourselves in court. That's the first thing. The second thing is he loves wrestling and he want to contribute to the business. Yeah. It's not about money with him at all. Yeah. yeah and and he, knows that he, can't, he knows that he can't do that in the WWE. There's too much... It's, it's, it's too much going on right there. Maybe he might go but, back so, one day. There's too much I'm going glad, on right there. I'm, no, no, no. I'm glad you brought it up. He knows... He cannot go back to WWE right now. There's no, no way they would accept him back. No. But that the way that shit ended? Hell no. I, I don't even you think know. it's necessarily because of the way it ended per se. I think it's mainly because of the comments he made about Hunter. Absolutely. Okay. And, Hunter, and, and Triple H is running the show. He know that right. door is closed. Right. He, know that door, he, he know that door is closed and there's no other option right now other than go out Man. of the country. 
man, if we could have did, did this podcast when all that shit went down, man. Wow. <laughs> it's been almost 10 years since that went down. Yeah, it's been a long time. And I remember I remember being at work and listening to that podcast he did with Cole Cabana on Thanksgiving. I remember that. It's been almost 10 years since that went down. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about, so I had to go back and... You had to go back and listen to that, because that's when basically CM Punk, CM Punk talked so much shit. Yes, he was... And then now him and Coca Bama, him and Coca Bama done went and fell out now. Yeah, I had to go back he's and back in the wrestling business, but I'm like, hey, you know what? The, 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 the crazy part is, it wasn't like he went to the, the WWE. He was a scrub. He was a major player. Yeah, it's just that he wasn't booked. He didn't feel like he was being booked the way that he should have been booked. I'm about to go back and listen to that. Oh yeah, it's it's a ten year old. It's um um culture wrestling. Okay, Coco Man, gotta listen yeah. to that. The CM Punk, the CM Punk episode. It was on Thanksgiving. All right, we, we and um the, the stuff that he said, man. I'm just like, boy, if you ever, I said, I hope you ain't never got to try to go back and beg for your job back because you, mm, ooh. But then again, hey, you know what? If the Ultimate Warrior can go back to the WWE and right. on good times, then he can too. Absolutely. Um, the one thing I can say about WWE is never say never with them. If if right. if Hulk and Vince can can mend their fences, if Warrior Ooh, and Vince, all about if if Warrior and Vince can mend their fences, the only one that wasn't fixed or or straightened out was Vince and Macho Man. And I don't, well, that, really, I don't really feel comfortable going into why that may be because it's oh, only yeah. speculations. Um, yeah. But, gentlemen, we've got about 20 minutes left um, in the show, and I'd like to talk about um, the uh, the Annie biography of Dusty Rhodes. Okay, before we do that, Rob, yes, sir. one more thing I want to add. So I'm not sure if y'all know about uh, AEW is in talks right now to launch a show starting on Saturday. And it will be in June after the NBA playoff. So they don't know if it's going to be on TBS or TNT, but they're kicking it around right now to have a Saturday show, and they might do away with Rampage um, if that happens. Interesting. Well, look, as, long as, as long as they don't have um, – just- a whole bunch of just wrestling just for the sake of having a whole bunch of wrestling and they put out a good product, all power to them. Yeah, because it'll be between 7.30 and 8 o'clock on Saturday. <clears throat> um, but the only thing they, they have an issue with is going up against um, well, all the sports in, in that time if, if they start in the gym. Yeah, NBA Finals and all that. Yeah. So it'll be after the NBA Finals, but if, they, if they're consistent on Saturday, you know, you have college football, NFL, you have all that stuff. Wait, man, and the uh, Major League Baseball, if anybody watching during the um, the, you know, the primetime games on Saturday, they be they come on Fox. Correct. So that's yeah. they, they kick it around, but it's, it's nothing that's been signed off or written in stone. But that's an idea they're trying to do right now. We're thinking about a Saturday show. Okay. I think I we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I think they're trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, I agree. Uh, I mean, I agree. you can't you can't even get two shows right. And even if they do away with Rampage, you can't even book one show right. I agree. So, and there's one more thing I want to make a correction on. If I said last week the Wembley show was sold out, I got the Wembley show um, 
mixed up with the Forbidden Door is going to take place in Toronto. That's a show that's sold out right now. But the Willoughby show, those things don't go on sale until May. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, the uh, the A&E biography on Dusty Rhodes, um, I thought was phenomenal. Um, I watched it last night. I didn't see it when it first aired. Um, so I watched it last night. And it was just... I mean, it, it, uh, some of it was was stuff I already knew, but just to see, to finally hear Dustin really talk about um, him and his dad and kind of what happened, I didn't realize it was it was that long that they didn't talk. Um, I knew they didn't talk for a while, but I didn't know it was oh, a little over five years. Um. But uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, it really put into perspective how much Dusty Rhodes meant to wrestling then and now. And his impact is still felt to this day. Um, and I, I just thought it was a, was a great, great uh, biography piece. What did you think, Brandon? Um, I thought that this was one of the best biography, bi- biographies I've ever seen. Anytime, if I watch a biography and I have to go play your theme music after it to feel it some more, <laughs> um, you did a damn good job. I've been a Dusty Rose fan as long as I've been a wrestling fan. Um, I've always felt like he was one of us and is I, I just love, I love Dusty Rose. I wish I would have, I wish I could have had the opportunity to meet him. And just, you know, just say what's up to him one time and I'd have been satisfied. He's one of the guys I wish I would have met and I regret that I never really got a chance to meet him or ever see him perform or anything. Um, Dusty Rose was the man. He looked like a regular dude. And I guess that's how we all kind of connected to him or whatever. And, you know, he, he was just the man. That was that biography was well done. It was better than the one that WWE produced. Very well done. And um, I didn't know. Because I always wonder how, like, he, he – because, you know, he, he started going down really quick. And, um, you know, I just always – I always just tried to kind of figure out, like, what the hell happened to him or whatever. But, you know, he, you know said what happened to him. And, you know, man, it was, just, it was a sad way to go out. But, that, you know, hey, that man lived a full life. He impacted so many people. The wrestlers that we see today, those are – um he was – those are basically Dusty Rose disciples or whatever. And – you know, man, hey, he was he was a common man, but he just had charisma. He was he 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 was he was just he was just the man. I there's nothing more I could really say. And I, I genuinely love Dusty Rhodes. He was one of the he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever had the opportunity to watch on television. And um it was a great documentary. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And Kurt, you said you didn't get a chance to see it, but I know I know that no, you're a, a huge Dusty fan. That is my favorite wrestler of all time. So as soon as we get done with this, I'm gonna go watch it. But I, I had many times growing up as a kid, going to the Omni and seeing Dusty Rose wrestle every Sunday. It was a, you know, a treat, joy, just all at the booking. As I got older, cause somebody back, so this is how far back I go to wrestling, and then it was like they called them back in the day, the insiders that knew about booking. So I was, 1985, I moved here to Atlanta. 
And I go going to the Omni every Sunday watching wrestling. But it's a dude, older guy, and saying, well, you know, Dusty Rose is the booker, and he ma- he makes all the matches for NWA. So I'm just, as a kid, sitting there listening. And he's like, his name is Virgil Reynolds, and he is the producer of the shows that come on on Saturday on, on TBS. So I'm like, I'm hearing all this, so I go home the next day, waiting on Saturday to come, waiting for the show to end, and look at the credits, and by goddamn, <laughs> his name is Virgil Reynolds, and I'm like, damn, how did he know that? So that's how, that's how far back the insiders go that even before magazines and internet, it was people, you know, common street people that knew the things that was going on inside of wrestling. Oh, yeah. But we Dusty live in Atlanta, Rose too. You know, there's some street folks right out here that yeah. know some stuff. But, but Dusty Rose is one of the greatest minds ever. He came up with so many great ideas and great matches that they still use today. And it's not enough words to describe how important he was to the wrestling industry and to his family and friends. He was just, he was great. Great, yeah. great, great. Yeah, he he was, I mean, when when Ric Flair says that you're the greatest of all time, that carries some weight, in my opinion. Um, Rick said that, that Dusty is the greatest of all time. And in the documentary, Hulk Hogan does what Hulk Hogan tends to do and, <laughs> and find some way to make it about him. But, um, you know, he, he said that, that Dusty had an effect on him. He wanted to, to take the personality and charisma of Dusty and put it together with the physique of um, Superstar Billy, Billy Graham. Yeah, Billy Graham, and uh, and supposedly that's where you know Hogan attributes his charisma to that. Um, hey, I can I can see it. Yeah, I see it too. No. I can I can see. I can it. see. It. Um, Let me see. It. He he kayfabed his own kids about the broke leg. Um, <laughs> Dustin. Uh, I, well, I, I'm not going to spoil it for Kurt, but um, it it did show how and uh, when that Dusty and Dustin worked together in, in WWF or WWE now, and I didn't know that that had ever taken place. Um, I, the one negative, and it ain't even a negative, that's good English, it's not even a negative um, about the documentary itself. The artful Dodger, Bruce Pritchard. There's plenty of fans out there that didn't even know who Jim Crockett was. Okay, Bruce, there's plenty of people who didn't like your uh, the WWF style of wrestling. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. Bruce made it sound like for all that Dusty had done from the beginning up until his his. Um, arrival into the WWF meant nothing almost. He was like, yeah, Dusty was a big star down south and all this and blah, blah, blah. But when you get to New York, you really see what it's like. Like, What the fuck? Dude, y'all were a distant second to Jim Crockett promotions for a very long time. And Dusty, like, Dusty didn't reach the big time when he went to to uh, WWF. If anything, y'all made a joke of him. So that's the only negative 
that I had about it. And like I say, it's not even about the documentary itself. It's just Bruce Pritchard, you know, passing out the Kool-Aid for people to drink. So, but that's what Bruce does. So, <laughs> but, but of course, anybody that came through that pipeline of New York, you know, New York is the mecca of entertainment anyway. So, they, hey, until you come to New York and you basically are nobody, and that's how a lot of them Yankees up there feel. Yeah, and, and so, and that, that, like that, that, that's just I'm like I didn't expect nothing less from him because he came through that pipeline. He didn't go through the well. I don't know if he did or he didn't, but you know he, he didn't go through the NWA like that. He's pretty much been a WWF guy for however long. So I could get why he said what he said. New York is the mecca. I'm gonna tell you why I don't get it. Because Bruce started off in Houston, and he was a Houston was very involved, a, a partner of NWA. Then he went to he worked for Bill Washington in Mid South, and they were big NWA um, affiliates. So I don't get it. Then even when Dusty went to New York, him and Dusty were very good friends at that time. They drove around together a lot. So for him to say that, you know, I, I call bullshit on. Him. Yeah, I yeah. I don't get why he said it either. Um because and and here's the thing, not to take anything I know New York is a top TV market. So everybody wants to get TV in New York. Everybody wants to to get to New York to be seen. But from a wrestling perspective, to me at least, Madison Square Gardens and New York are not the mecca of professional wrestling. It's the mecca of WWF professional wrestling. But you had venues in North Carolina, in Chicago, in Baltimore, in Kentucky, in Tennessee, Atlanta, Atlanta all over the place. For me, for me, the mecca of the mecca of professional wrestling is Atlanta. The Omni. The Omni was the show. The Omni, the, that's, the that's the mecca of professional the, wrestling the is Omni, in, in Atlanta. The Omni was Madison Square Garden. Down south. That was, that was down. Right. So that's, that's you know, I, so I'm with Kurt. I, I don't, I get why he said it in the sense of, well, I work for Vince. I got to say what he wants me to say. But at some points, you, I mean, you got to quit talking bullshit. It's not like Dusty was a nobody before he got to New York. He certainly think, was not. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think more people in the United States got Jim Crocker promotions wrestling before they got the WWF anyway, before it went national. Yes, because of Turner. More well, people got yeah, Jim because, because a lot they, of this stuff they, was, they, was Southern based. Once they got on TBS, people had more access to, to Jim Crocker promotions. Yeah. Because TBS was a cable, it was a cable channel. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so we had more access to all of the affiliates up north. WWF had his own little channel up in New York and all up in the Northeast or whatever. But if you had cable down here in the United States, you had TBS. The only we in Atlanta, we had TBS as a free channel because that was ours. That's correct. WTBS. You know so, so of course, 17. man, I, look, I just followed the Braves on <laughs> TBS Superstation on Twitter the other day. That's some awesome shit. But but no, but like for real, like TBS was the superstation here in Atlanta. We got it for free. Everybody else had to pay for it. And yeah. Jim Carter Promotions was on TBS. So how could you sit here and say that? Um, and I, I could get it from Bruce's perspective. He's up there in New York. He been he's been up there for forever. So make you know, 
But anyway, every, everybody, everybody, everybody has had. If look, any any if you are a professional wrestler and you are matched and you are mentioned in several rappers' songs, dropping them bowls like Dusty Rose and all that, they not even from Atlanta. Come on, man. Him and Ric Flair. I don't know anybody else that name dropped more wrestlers, but when that 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 names that have been name dropped more than Dusty Rose and Ric Flair to this day. And I'm like, so this this one went all over the place. Everybody, you don't even have to res- watch wrestling on a regular basis in order for you to know who Dusty Rose is. Everybody know. I ain't want to say everybody, but you know, most people know who have been in pop culture and been a part of pop culture. You know who Dusty Rose and Ric Flair are. You know who those guys are, absolutely. And um, so yeah, you know, just you know, for for, for Bruce to say, "Well, I ain't know who Dusty Rose." Now people knew who Dusty Rose was. It was just a matter of when. Okay, when's he going to go ahead and get that shot in the WWF or whatever? And because that's the biggest market at the time, and then y'all went and put them damn polka dots on them or whatever, and it went the way it went, and that was it. So yeah, and, and to suggest that the uh, the polka dots. We're not a real. Uh, that's I call bullshit on that. So, well, gentlemen, we've come to the end of the road, as boys to men would say. Um, Kurt, is there anything you want to add to the show before we get off here? Anything you want to say to the fans? I want to um, put something on the end. So the comment you had about with um, Eric Bishop had to say with. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I didn't even address that. CM, CM Punk. So I don't want to address it this week. I want to wait till next week because I, want, I have a comment about that. So I want us to make that part of the show for next week. Okay. Episode. Okay. Yes, but other I, than that, everybody, um, have a good weekend and enjoy the NBA playoff because they start today. Playoffs? Yes, sir, it's on right, it's, hey, it's on right now. I'm, I'm watching it right now. It's on right now. I got I to gotta make a quick run to the store. And then I'm coming back, kicking my feet up, and watching some basketball. Um, Brandon, you got anything to add to the show, or anything to say to the listeners before we we jump ship? Um, um, I have I have nothing else to add to the show, but I will add on to what Kurt just said about the NBA playoffs. Everybody enjoy the NBA playoffs. The Hawks and the Celtics are on now, so shout out to the Atlanta Hawks for making it. They handled their business the other night, and and well, it's, hopefully it's a good series. And I am looking forward to. Um, watching the Sacramento Kings getting here and do their thing for the first time in almost 20 years. So I'm looking forward to that coming on later on tonight, Kings and the Warriors. And shout out to Sissy on Snowfall for fucking up the whole operation. And last episode of Snowfall comes on on Wednesday. That's all I have to say. Everybody have a good weekend. Speaking of, of the Hawks in the playoffs, um, Killer Mike posted uh, on a video clip on Facebook of I saw Joe. <laughs> that was a throwback. Yeah. I had oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw Joe. Man. And Man. Me, 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 <laughs> Kurt, me, Kurt, some Don't other folks have had a lot of conversations about, about Joe Johnson. Um, Do not get me started. Now, I am not saying in any way Joe Johnson is a scrub. He is not a scrub. However... I'm just not. We're we're not going to get into that conversation. I was about to say you said don't get you started. You got yourself started. Don't get <laughs> no. That's a that's a lightning rod for me right there. All right, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the show for this week. Wrestling with my thoughts. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it was a pleasure doing it with uh, Kurt and Brandon as always. Uh, 
Enjoy your weekend, the rest of your weekend. Um, have a great week next week. And we will be back here, um, unless something changes between now and then, next Saturday at 10 a.m., we're going to pick up the conversation of what Eric Bischoff had to say about CM Punk and uh, the re- reviews for the upcoming week shows and, and ratings and all of that. So until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. We are out of here. Uh,